This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. One of the things I love about the Bible is that when I go to the Bible, I find people that really love God, and they give me insight into how I can grow deeper in my relationship with God. You know, our mission at the church next door is to grow closer to God, to move people closer to God, to help people see God in a very real way. Well, I'm reading Peter, and he says, hey, guys, crave the pure spiritual milk. He says, be like newborn babies, and I want you to crave pure spiritual milk. That means that there's something that you and I can do, that we can crave, that we can want to grow spiritually. As a pastor, that's what I want to do. I want to help people grow spiritually and, and, and get closer to Him. And today, on Your Next Step, that's what we're talking about, how to remove the misconceptions and lean in to the things that we can actually do. So I'm going to give you four activities that are going to grow your spiritual core. You know, if you've been learning about working out as the new year and getting into the habits, what you're trying to do is to build a core. Well, what are the four activities that you and I can do to grow our spiritual core? You're going to get those today on your next step. We're going to talk about how you can renew your strength, how you can deepen your peace, how you can strengthen your commitment, and how you can practice your love. So don't go anywhere. Stay with me. This is practical advice to help you grow spiritually uh, as you go into the new year. I love you, and I'm for you. See, you and I know what it is to have a relationship that's dead. And we know what it is to have a relationship that's alive, don't we? And in a live relationship, it's fresh. You're still talking, you're communicating, you're giving, you're receiving. If there's interaction there. See, we know what our life, can I tell you, this is why we know that nobody wants to have a virtual relationship forever. We want it to be real. And that's why this is important because under the I already category, we, we will set God aside because think we, we think we're good to go. The last part of the I already is this. I'm already too far behind. Mm. I, I could never catch up spiritually. You don't know how bad I am. I, I had a friend come to me and they said, Pastor, when I, when I was a child, my parents told me they never wanted me. They didn't care about me. They wished that I'd never been born. When you, when you grow up under that kind of rejection, you tend to say, there's just no way God could love me. And, and we have a whole, we have a generation of people who feel like that. We've told them we don't want them. We've rejected them. And if that's been you, can I just tell you, God doesn't look at you like that at all. He says, I love you. You've not gone too far. There's nothing bad about you. 
I created you within your mother's womb and I protected you and brought you into this world. You are alive today because of my gracious, great hand. I pushed back the evil that tried to destroy you and your generation. And I want you to know that you are mine. That's the voice of God speaking against that. Okay. That's what his word says. You are valuable and I'm transplanting you today. All right. Accept the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay, second category of misconceptions. You got to move fast here, Doyle. All right, I'm exceptional. So what we say there is, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the exception to the rule. I know the Bible says this, but I still think I'm good enough. And so I don't need to do any more. I've already done enough. And so what we do is we start comparing ourselves to other people and we think we're the exception to the rule. That God says you have to live this way, but I don't. And and can I just tell you, he's probably going to win that debate because he's God. Under this category of I'm the exception, we say, well, but my intentions aren't bad. All right. So I I didn't really mean anything bad by, by not praying or not seeking God or serving God. And see, the problem with this is that we're not graded on a curve. You can have good intentions, and and in the midst of your good intentions, there can be catastrophic, catastrophic damage done to other people, okay? So under this category is is what I always call, it's my sin, all right? Someone says, well, listen, uh, I wasn't trying to harm anybody. I just... I couldn't control myself and I still did it. You know what I'm saying? And so we think that our sin is private and it doesn't impact anybody else. Well, that's not true. If, if someone goes out and, and they rob someplace and in the process they beat somebody up and, and then they end up going to jail, that impacts their family, doesn't it? That means a child now gets to grow up in a home where, where people know that that child's parent was in jail and that your daddy wasn't around or your mama wasn't around. See what I'm saying? It impacts them. Whenever someone sins, that sin impacts other people. Can I give you another more personal, real to our life today? Texting and driving. Everybody that texts and drives believes that they individually, I'm an exception, can do it safely. But it can have catastrophic impacts on other people's lives. And we watch it every day in our culture. You're driving down the highway and you look out your window and somebody is holding their phone against their steering wheel, watching cat videos. And it makes me feel like cat videos are more important than my life. See what I'm saying? I'm the exception. We live under these misconceptions and they harm us. I'm the exception. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to pray. I don't have to read the Bible. I already know it all. I'm, see what I'm saying? All right, third category is I can't. I can't afford it. The disciples struggled with this one because the rich young ruler came and Jesus is talking with them. And after he leaves, Jesus says, it's difficult for the rich to get into heaven. And they're like, what do you mean? If I, if I was rich... I could be the best God follower possible, Jesus. If I were rich, I could pay all the tithe. I could take time off to worship God and pray. I wouldn't have to go fish every day. I wouldn't have to do all. And see, this is what you and I do. We say, God, if I didn't have 
all the burdens of this life. I could really afford to be the Christian I want to be. No, 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 no. You have to learn how to be the best at the relationship with God right where you're at. That's what it is. It's a misconception to say, I don't have enough to worship God. People tell me all the time, oh, when I get older, that's when I'm really going to serve God. Can I tell you, you won't know how to serve God when you get a little bit older because you didn't know how to serve him in the tough spot. Who wants advice from you when you didn't serve God while raising your children? You have nothing to offer anybody else on what it's like because you put it on hold until you, what? You're worshiping, you're worshiping time and money. You, that's your God. You're waiting till time and money gets to the point that you can worship God. That's a misconception. I put on here is that, you know, we somehow think that giving God less than best is okay. No, no. Give God your best and he'll give you more. All right. Last category is what I cost. There's some wiggle room here. All right. There's some wiggle room here. We think that the things that we're fudging on with God are just little things and they're not important to him. We think there's wiggle room in what's godly. We say, well, this lie is okay. We, we say that this, this immoral choice is, there's a little fudge room. We actually believe that we can negotiate with God. You know, it's just not healthy to believe that somehow you can talk God down. It's not healthy to believe that God's standard hasn't been set. See, at the root of a misconception is a lie. Don't believe a lie. The truth will set you free. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. One day, Jesus is teaching. And while he's teaching, he uses a parable. And and A parable is a miniature story in the same way you and I will put out a story on on Instagram or on our social media feed. We'll just try to show people just a little bit of our day and what we've done to encourage them to celebrate with us a a victory. You know what I'm saying? So you just give a snippet to to, to give you the picture of it. Well, a parable is the ancient story. And it's to teach you a principle about the kingdom of God. That the, the parables were designed to show you the spiritual realm. So Jesus would tell, teach stories about the, the kingdom of God. Your spiritual life is a lot like a king. It's a lot like a farmer. It's a lot like a merchant. So he would take a, a real life situation and put a, a fictitious person in that, that situation. But everybody can identify with it. And he said... If you'll do this, then you'll be successful and grow in the kingdom of God. Well, one day Jesus is teaching a principle and he says the kingdom of God is like a farmer, a sower who went out to sow. And this guy scatters seed on the ground and he's expecting it to grow. Now, the reason that's important to you and I is we're talking about growth. Okay. And he says that that seed falls on four kinds of soil. All right. It it falls on rocky soil. It it falls on a pathway. It falls where there's there's thorns and briars and difficult stuff. And then it falls on good soil. Okay. Now you and I look at that and we're like, well, why would it, why would it not just fall on good soil? Why would you ever so? Because God is a loving God and a gracious God. And he sprinkles on all of us. Okay. The disciples don't understand when Jesus is done with a story. 
So they come to him and say, Jesus, could you explain it to me? And, and so he does. And I love that because there's times when I read the Bible and I don't understand it. Okay. And I say, Jesus, please help me understand it or bring someone in my life that will help me understand it. And then I'm talking to my brothers and sisters and, and they say, man, I was reading this parable. I was like, ah, now that makes sense. That helps me. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 8 about this parable. He said, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Boom. So Jesus says that the word of God is what grows. So there is no way for you and I to serve God and not embrace the word of God. Fact. Done. Jesus, he preached from, from the word. He preached from the prophets. He preached from the history of Israel. He preached from all this scripture, the Psalms. He preaches from this. So you and I have to embrace the word of God. But he does note that not all people receive the word the same. Now, this is where it becomes you and I. You and I have to choose what kind of soil we're going to be. Now, one day I'm reading my Bible and I do this. I always write in the margin of my Bible. This is why I believe digital is good, but physical is better. Let me be clear on this, all right? A digital relationship is only temporary to a permanent one. Just a thought out there for all of you, okay? Get a Bible and make notes in it. Because your digital, your digital file, you're like, likely not to see the notes, okay? I know you can do that. Most people don't. I wrote in the side of my Bible the four kinds of soil. And this is what I wrote down. The devil, difficulty, desires, and devotion. See, I love that. I'm always preaching. I'm always looking at this, the, the, the alliteration there. So these are the four things, four kinds of soil, soil impacts that you and I can have. The devil came and stole away the word of God. And I watch that with people all the time. The devil comes in and he steals what God is trying to do in their life. Number two desires. The desires of this world became more important than what God's word said. Oh man, been there, done that, guilty, right? It seemed more good to go the other ways rather than obey God's word. And then of course, um, difficulty when hard times come. What do most people say? I just couldn't serve a God that would allow, and then they fill in the blank with some sort of bad thing. Listen, the bad things exist because the world we live in is broken. The world we live in has evil in it. We saw it yesterday in a, in a synagogue in Texas. Guys, there is evil in this world. There are evil, evil, evil things. And you and I, if we can learn to persevere. But notice this, notice this. The last one is the devoted. He says the good soil is devoted and knows how to persevere. That means you persevere, even though Satan tempts you, even though desires come, even though difficulty comes, you say, no way, I'm going to trust God. That's the answer to every one of the misconceptions. God, your word is faithful and true. I'm trusting it. So how do I get growing spiritually? How do I, how do I get some momentum in my spiritual life? Peter gives us insight. Peter's writing to the early church. So he's writing to a whole group of new believers and listen to what he says. First Peter two, one, therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, evil, and slander of every kind. Peter says that you are responsible for your attitude. You are responsible for the way you engage life and the people around you. So you and I can't have anything to do with malice, lies, 
hypocrisy, another form of lies, envy and slander, more lies. Notice how important lies are, have nothing to do with lies, he says. Like newborn babes crave pure spiritual milk. What's a baby do when they're hungry? Wah! Do you say, God, I'm so hungry for you. God, I need you. Do you think God's not feeding you spiritually because you never ask? Wow. What if just three times a day you said, God, feed me, Seymour, feed me. Very few of you got my reference. That's okay. So that by it, you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So what Peter says is, Peter challenges us to participate and crave maturity. As long as you and I believe we've got all we need, that God's just going to take care of it and we don't have to participate, we won't grow. But if you can just say, okay, this year I need to participate. And can I say this? Make consistency your aim. If you want to grow spiritually, if you want to grow in any relationship, if you want to grow in any area of your life, if you want to be healthier, show up at the gym more consistently. If you want to grow spiritually, seek God more consistently. So number one, this is what I would say to, to, renew, to renew your strength through worship. That means just worship God daily. Worship at home. Walk around your house and just say, God, I thank you that, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You designed me perfectly, God. I worship you. It says that if we'll wait on the Lord, he'll renew our strength in Isaiah. Deepen your peace of mind through prayer. The Bible says that if you and I will go to God and say, God, I'm, I'm worried about getting sick. I'm worried about losing my job. I'm worried about gas going to $4.50. God, I'm worried about, he says, you know what? Consider the lilies of the field. Do they toil and worry? No, I'll take care of you. The lilies are as beautiful as Solomon in his robes. I've got your back. See, that's what you and I've got to do. Learn to cast our cares. That's just prayer. Do you have the habit of praying Throughout your day, I challenge you, set a timer to go off every hour. And when you hear that beam, just ding, whatever it is, every hour that you're awake, all right, take one minute and say, God, I just, I want you to know I love you and I need you. I'm hungry. Feed me. Wow. That's an activity that could change your life. Number three, strengthen your commitment through fellowship. Don't give up the habit of meeting together but let us encourage one another. One of the best things you can do is get to know some other people. It's why you can be a part of a small group or a ministry team. Do something. Do something so that you can connect with other people and have fellowship because this is what will happen. You, you will receive encouragement from them, but guess what? You'll begin to show up just to encourage somebody else because you'll realize, man, when I encourage other people, it makes me feel good. I had a friend last week. He showed up. He said, hey, man, um, I'd like to just help you out at your house for a couple hours. Is that okay? And, and he came to my house. And can I tell you, I would have just sat down. I was so tired. But because he came, I got so much done in those couple hours. 
See, are, are you willing to encourage somebody? It'll change your life. It'll deepen the relationship. And D, practice your love through giving and serving. Begin to say, God, I want to serve you somehow. Who knows? The odds are great that tomorrow there may be somebody in your neighborhood who needs you to show up and help them with their snow. Yeah, buddy. You think that'll change the relationship? You think it would change your relationship with God? I do. I believe every time I do something as an offering before God, he says, now that's the kind of child and children I'm looking for. And he blesses me. Now, before we go in your notes today, I gave you a prayer. And the reason is I'm concerned. I I know I kind of made fun of the Twinkie mentality, you know, that I accepted Jesus and I'm good to go. But if you can't remember a time when you invited Jesus into your heart, take the first step. And I'm going to give you a prayer today because I believe that if we'll pray that it'll transform our life. And so I'm going to ask everybody here to read that prayer with me. All right. It's in your notes. We're going to put it on the screen right now. It's just, just right now say Jesus Christ. Say it with me. All right. Jesus Christ, please come into my life. Make me the person you want me to be. Help me to become spiritually growing person with your help and your strength. Amen. All right. Now, listen. You say, well, I'm not sure I really meant that. Well, keep saying it to God until you know you mean it. Keep saying it. God, I'm, I, I know I need you. I'm trying to work this out. I don't understand your kingdom. Explain the parables to me. Explain what it means to be your child. I don't expect you to understand everything from the beginning. God doesn't either. In closing, I want to read you this verse. It's from 1 Timothy because he gives us a beautiful picture of what spiritually growing people look like. He says this, spend your time and energy in the exercise of keeping spiritually fit. Bodily exercise is all right, but spiritual exercise is much more important and is a tonic for for all you do. So exercise yourself spiritually and practice being a better Christian. Because that will help you not only now, but in the life, in this life, but in the next life too. So what he says is this, you can know God, but spiritual exercise is what's going to make you make it through the apocalypse, not Twinkies. Can I have an amen? Amen. Awesome. I'm going to say a prayer over you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. This is our prayer. If there's a misconception that's holding us back, help us to be rid of it today. Help us to pull that off and begin to run in the truth that is Jesus Christ to follow in a new way of life. God, help us to become spiritually fit, growing God followers. And may we have the courage to share faith with other people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. If you will pray with me right now, 
I believe that God's going to move, that God's going to change some lives, that God is going to transform the world in which we live in. And so I invite you right now, let's just, let's do this together. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just bow our heads and go before God and enter into heaven. Let's pray for people that need freedom today. Let's think about the people that uh, need God to set them free. Lord, while we're together today, we want to pray today um, what you said, the Isaiah scroll that you read in, in Luke 4. You said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God, we are praying for freedom today. God, there are people in our lives and in our world who need freedom, freedom from addictions, freedom from habits, freedom from ungodly things. There there are people in our community that are bound. And right now we see the chains broken through your anointing. And now this is what we're praying, God. We're praying that the people that we know that need deliverance and freedom, that you'll bring it. We, we lift them before you right now. We have family members, neighbors, co-workers, classmates, people that need deliverance. And yes, God, that deliverance may be connected to a broken heart, an abuse, or a hurt in the past. And so we're asking you to come in and begin to make it clear that you love them, heal their broken heart, break the chain and the bond over their life, be their bondage breaker. Because Lord Jesus, it is the good news that your grace sets us free. And so today, these sins will be forgiven. The chains will be broken. They will be set free. We come in Jesus' name because that is the name above all names. May they be set free today in his name. Amen. You know, I know, I know that that prayer was good and that you were a part of that, but I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website and give us your email address and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, 
Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.